a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. According to ESPN, BYU will win eight games this football season, and the University of Utah will win nine. Rivals has arrived. All right, welcome to another episode of Rivals. Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck here. That's right, ESPN has come out with its football power index. Wow. all of the teams in the country. And uh, wow. they have they have BYU. We'll start there. BYU winning eight games. Now BYU That's very generous. Yeah, it, but but what's what's interesting about this is is where they where they find the wins. Yeah, so that's in, what that was in very the first to me. in the first month of the season, Jason. They have they have essentially BYU not winning a game. So so you have Utah, Tennessee. USC and Washington, they have the the Cougars winning zero of those games, and then essentially running the table from there on out. Yeah, yeah, which I don't see happening. But I so, mean, I hope. So, so let's, I mean, let's that take, would be let's awesome. Take, let's take but... the first. Let's take the first first four games. Yeah, let's go through. So, those. so last year they had them winning one. So last year they had they had them going one and three, and. BYU actually went three and one in its first four games, which I think was a huge surprise and shock to yeah. everyone at, at that point. Yeah. So realistically, of the four games, do you think do you think they're right at this? Do you think? I think they win. Look, very conservative. I think they win one game in the first four. In the first four, yeah. I'm saying I, very I think they're one and three. I think they're one and three in the in the first four because you got. I mean, Tennessee and USC aren't at the top of their game. Um, Neither's Washington, and yeah, Washington. Washington has to replace nine starters on defense. That's huge. That's and, huge. I mean, do, I, and, I have and, great and respect even, for Peterson, though. Even man. if I know, but even if they're, even he if they're, uh, even if they're talented, there's still a process of kind of figuring it out and putting it all together. And it's the it's the fourth game of the year. I mean, maybe they'll maybe they'll have it all together by the fourth game of the year. But you know it's hard to get a defense playing at that top level, elite level, and and I'm not saying they're going to play bad. They're 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 just kind of chinks in the armor. Right. The first year I was with the with the Baltimore Ravens, and they had what I think was one of the greatest defenses ever in in the NFL. It just wasn't that year. Right. It, it took it took a couple of years for it to, to really season really and gel. Mesh. Yeah. And and it's like they were good. But they weren't they weren't like freakishly amazing uh, until that ninety nine year when they won they won the Super Bowl primarily just with the defense and so so I think the reason I say this I think Washington 
can be had. And and the game's in Provo. And so I see that as a potential. And USC's kind of in a similar situation, only offensively, where whole new system, a lot of dysfunction there. I I can see him knock off USC. And, you know, in Tennessee's, like I said, they're not not just really ticking like Tennessee has in the past. So they're finding this early part of their schedule, even though it's an and, awesome and, and schedule. And ESPN with the Tennessee, Jason, ESPN that they they have that as the hardest game, the hardest game for BYU to win all season is at Tennessee. See, I don't, uh, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I wouldn't say that at all. But it, it's definitely to go tough to go play at Tennessee. But man, they got Utah with a thirty nine point five percent, you know, chance of beating Utah. Right? Isn't that how right. that's reading that? Yes. And you're like, eh. I mean, I think they could knock off Utah. If there's any time for them to knock off Utah, it is in the opener and in Provo because um, Utah usually traditionally starts slow. And that would be a time to knock them off. All but right, so if you go- I, I think one and four is a good that, – That's a safe spot to safe start. Safe spot to start. All right, so now now you go to the second part uh, – this the second third of the, the schedule. You have Toledo – now, this at, is assuming Zach Wilson stays healthy. Sure. This is at Toledo, at South Florida, and then you're home, Boise State, and you're at Utah State. So three of your four games are on the road versus th- three of the four being at home in the her- first half of the season. Of course, they're not top opponents. I think the one that really probably jumps out the most to me is there's a, a, almost a 75% chance of beating Utah State at Utah State this I year. I think ESPN totally screwed that up. Totally screwed that up. You mean, think, I, so, of those Utah next four, do you think tougher. that you think that's the one game that maybe they lose, or is it Boise State again? Boise State's got to reload some things this year. They got to well. reload, but and they've got Boise State ranked forty second, and I and Utah State eighty third, and I'd have Utah State right up there neck and neck with Boise State. Honestly, people do not ever underestimate Gary Anderson. Gary and I go back to Rick's college together. We've had our differences. We're open about it. We've had our personal falling out. We were best friends at one time. You know, I mean, I know Gary. And one thing I would always say about Gary is that dude is a heck of a coach. He can he lives to beat BYU. That's his life, blood. And and he will have his team prepared. That team will be much better than eighty third. So so there's so, a there's a possibility of, of BYU going four and zero in that stretch. Oh. Three and one. Let's go. Three and one would be very so. so now very they're, favorable. Okay, so now they're five and two, or no? I'm sorry, no. they're they're four and four. Yeah, yeah, four and four. Okay, and now you have uh, Liberty, which is one fourteenth at home. You have Idaho State joke, at home. Joke, joke. You're at UMass. Joke. And then you're at San Diego State, which San Diego State. It'll be a game. Will be a game. So then so at San so Diego you could State, you that'll be a game. You could potentially go four and zero in that situation. So four and zero. So you're at least you're, eight and four. You're one and three, three and one, four and four. There's your eight wins. So it's yeah. it's it's a realistic That's, expectation. It's real. It's realistic it, on the positive side. It, understanding. On the positive look, side. the only way it becomes not realistic is if you have injuries. That's yeah. really what it oh, is. Oh, injury just BYU. BYU is going to be solid on defense. They've got they've got a solid depth at running back as long as the quarterback stays healthy. There's there's some this weapons. Will be Grimes there's some we- year. weapons should, offensively. I would yeah. expect Grimes, the kind of coach I've seen him. I expect him not to make the mistakes that I saw him make last year. I think 
he should be better yeah. this year as a coordinator. And uh, and I overall I like his his style and what he did. So it's it's definitely within the realm of possibility to go eight and four. I think that's the that's the positive side. You know, they could easily be six and six. You know, real real fast. Because I Boise State and Utah State are not gimme games by any means. They got a battle. Right. Yeah. And you know, Toledo and South Florida are going to be a little stingy. You know, going out there right. on big road trips. I mean, you're going to so, have to play. You, know, you got to no, play. You, no you can't just go like walk in and. Uh, yeah, it's not like Liberty or <laughs> no, you know, Idaho State or something. Liberty and Idaho State, right? Yeah. And so, so tell me this: what they're eight and four, which would be a really nice year for BYU on yes. the schedule. I mean, I I would be happy with it. Yes. But what bowl game do they go to? And they go eight and four. They go. They go to the the um, Hawaii Bowl. I know that's what their schedule is. Does it, so it doesn't change whether they're six and six or no, eight and four. It doesn't. Just just a little point I'm making. Just a point you're a little, making. A little point I'm making about I independence. I just threw in my my little thing there about it. Nine and three. Does that it, change the bowl game? Uh, no, it doesn't, Jason. No. Okay. All right. I'm just saying. I'm just putting out there. As excited as I excited as I am about an eight and four season, which would be very nice. Your point is duly noted. By the it's way, it's duly yes. noted. Yes. That doesn't fix our. Overall BYU you're going issue. To this, no, you're going to the same bowl game. Going to the same bowl game. I'll tell you where we're going. We're going to go take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the University of Utah. According to ESPN's FPI ranking, the Utes will win nine games this year. To rivals Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck, ESPN's FPI preseason rankings came out. Of course, uh, predicted that uh, BYU would win eight games. I think that's. I think it's reasonable. I think it's doable. It's, I really it's do. Doable. I, I, it's doable. I, I understand. I think it's doable on the positive side. Yeah. And, and BYU's turned a corner. I mean, they're, 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 they've got things headed in the right direction there. Yeah. Utah, on the other hand, returns almost everyone. Uh, they're they're predicted by a lot of people. Feel Phil Steele, uh, in his preseason ranking, has them eight. Utah eight. So they're they're all over the board. They're eight up to maybe seventeen, eighteen. You know they're they're in that spectrum. So it's a broad spectrum uh, with with Utah. But the power rankings from ESPN have have Utah um, actually win nine games. Now, if you look at, they've said nine games, but if you look at their percentages, percentage chance of winning, there's only one game that they're not expected to win, and that's at Washington, the first weekend, the weekend in November. But let, let's start with the first month. So you've got at BYU, you're home against Northern Illinois, you're home against Idaho State, which is a 99 percent chance of winning, and then you're at yeah. USC to open up your Pac-12 play, which the Utes, by the way, have not not beaten USC in in uh, the Coliseum since joining the Pac-12. Yeah, that's been a So so this is this is one that could be 4 and 0. This is one that could be 3 and 1. This is one that could be 2, two and 2. Cuz BYU's a it's a sticky game for them. It is. You got to play in at BYU. 
BYU's a solid team, and that rivalry factor going in there, and and the fact that Utah starts out traditionally slow. But you know know what I like about this game? I like that it's forcing both of these teams. Oh, you can't come out slow. Two days is going to be. This is this is not this is not like we're going to take the car for a drive for the first time. Uh, Is that the truth? That that makes camp. Think about that. I know it changes everything. The camp tempo picks up. Uh, ten times versus opening up with uh, Idaho State or something, right? And and you wonder what, be getting after right. It. You wonder what kind of impact that has on on the whole season for both of right. these teams, right? Because you you see BYU where they really got up for their first game, and then they came home against Cal last year and just laid an egg. You know, they yeah. just they just were flat. So, um, I I, I am really high on Utah, and I'm high. For a lot of reasons, no, you should be. I mean, they've uh, got all everything yes. just pencils out as good as it ever could have in the history of the school. Just about. So let's say they go three and one in this scenario. I, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm. Being, I'd be disappointed in that. I'd be you dis- know, right, but, but but three and one, yeah, is it could be a realistic thing. Yeah. So then you you're home. So the next four games, you're home against Washington State. You're at Oregon State. You're home against Arizona State, and you're home against Cal. So you have three of your four home games. You're, it's, I guess it's time to play the state schools, right? Um, Arizona State, Oregon State, Washington State. Um, I obviously you could say you should win all four of these games. Well, yeah, right, yeah. I mean, just better. I mean, Washington State got to find a new quarterback. They should be eight and zero. Yeah, they they should be. Yeah, based on they I could mean, be eight and zero going in to play Washington, and could you imagine? I mean that that's a that's a game day watching you know ESPN oh, shows up for game day yeah that's the big game it is in the, the country, game you yeah. know if Washington is ready to play that that one becomes super exciting could be a preview of the Pac-12 championship you know who knows um, but but anyways so these four games easily or or, or reasonably you could say Utah could go four and zero in that stretch so you're seven and one eight and zero. Now you only have to win. So your last four are at Washington. You have UCLA at home. You're at Arizona, and you have Colorado at home. So half your games are at home, half are on the road. UCLA is going to be better. They got to come to Salt Lake. Arizona, who knows? Um, Colorado is is in a total re- rebuild mode. Yeah. So but so to get to always kind of a thorn right. In side. But to get to get but, to ten to get to nine wins, they only have to win half those games. Right. So f- for this to say that they should only win nine games, I think it's a little under. You know, they they should win three of those last it, four. It sucks to be in their shoes because honestly, a nine win season, the way this looks on the schedule, it's laid out right. All the returning players. I mean. Anything short of one loss is kind of two losses, is kind of disappointing, and a three loss season is real. Is, disappointing. is, is you know, it's a joke. It's it should, a joke. You shouldn't right? have three losses on the season. Not not this now, schedule. Now here's here's an interesting scenario. Say Utah goes eleven and one, and say their loss is to Washington, right? At Washington, right? And then they go on and they win the Pac-12 championship. So they're twelve and one on the season. Does does a twelve and one Pac twelve team get into the college playoffs? Mm. And and here's here's why I think yes, because if let's just say let's say Utah by the time they get to November they're eight and zero, right? 
So you know they're going to be in the top ten in the country. Oh yeah, they're probably going to be somewhere. They could be. They could be six. Maybe, they could yeah, be I was five. Say top five, right? And they and they eight, no, and they could be top five. If they have that loss and they still have a month left in the season, you know that teams are gonna they're gonna have losses, right? And then to win the Pac-12 championship, that's why I think a one-loss team from the Pac-12 because that and the Pac-12 are due to get invited. In, you know? With a one-loss team, you probably again. Yeah, and and every team that's made the playoffs from the Pac-12 since the playoff has has been in play has had one loss. There hasn't been an undefeated team in the college football playoffs from the Pac-12. Get in there. So so you know if you look at history, there's there's a good there's a good probability that that they're they're in in that game. Anyways, it's it's a fascinating it is fascinating uh, observation from it. from ESPN and how how they do it, and so and you know, they analyzed it pretty good. I, I think they're there's some holes, but yeah. it's gonna. I'm telling you, Scott, it's gonna come down to Utah's player leadership inside the locker room, man. If they got the magic leadership in there, they they could go undefeated. They got a chance to do loss. it. Yeah. They got one. They got a chance to do it. All right. Well, this will be fun to watch, and we're excited because BYU and Utah are playing. Right out of the game. Well, that'll be a heck of a game. You and I'll be on the sideline together. I actually won't be on the sideline. What? I have a job. Oh, that's true. You yeah. got You can come up to the booth you, with us if you want. Oh, I'll do that. All right. Okay, this round of rivals is over. All right, we're off to our corners. He's Jason Buck. That's Scott Mitchell. Uh, we are ca- we are powered by KSL Sports, and you can find us on Facebook at the Rivals Podcast and on Twitter at the Rivals Show. Until then, we'll catch you soon.